Hello and welcome to episode 799 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this afternoon. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Friday, February 9th, 2024, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with St. Alphonsus Liguri's Friday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain love towards her and Jesus Christ. <clears throat> O Mary, I already know that thou art the most noble, the most sublime, the most pure, the most beautiful, the most benign, the most holy, in a word, the most amiable of all creatures. O that all knew thee, my lady, and loved thee as thou dost merit. But I am consoled when I remember that in heaven and on earth there are so many happy souls who live enamored of thy goodness and beauty. Above all, I rejoice that God himself loves thee alone more than he loves all men and angels together. My most amiable queen, I, a miserable sinner, love thee also, but I love thee too little. I desire a greater and more tender love towards thee, and this thou must obtain for me, since to love thee is a great mark of predestination and a grace which God only grants to those whom he will save. I see also, my mother, that I am indeed under great obligations to thy son. I see that he merits infinite love. Thou who desirest nothing else but to see him loved, has to obtain me this grace above all others. Obtain me great love for Jesus Christ. Thou obtainest all that thou willest from God. Ah, then be graciously pleased to obtain me the grace to be so united to the divine will that I may never more be separated from it. I do not ask of thee earthly goods, honors, or riches. I ask thee for that which thy heart desires most for me. I wish to love my God. Is it possible that thou refusest to second this my desire which is so pleasing to thee? Ah, no, thou already helpest me. Already thou prayest for me. Pray, pray, and cease not to pray until thou seest me safe in heaven, beyond the possibility of evermore losing my Lord, and certain to love him forever together with thee, my dearest mother. Today, friends, I wanted to take a look at the entry for Friday after Sexagesima from Meditations for Lent by St. Thomas Aquinas. This was initially published back in 1937. The worship due to God. Thou shalt not have strange gods before me. Exodus 20, verse 3. We are forbidden to worship any but the one God. And there are five things which show the prohibition to be reasonable. Number one, God's dignity. If this is disregarded, we insult God. To all dignity is due proper reverence. And we call a man a traitor who refuses to do the king due reverence. This is what someone do with respect to God. They change the glory of the incorruptible God into the likeness of the image of a corruptible man and of birds and of four-footed beasts and of creeping things, says St. Paul in Romans 1.23. And this is the most serious of all offenses against God. Number two, God's bountifulness. Every good thing we possess comes from God. It is, in fact, part of God's dignity that he is the maker and giver of all good things. When thou openest thy hand, all things shall be filled with good. Psalm 53, excuse me, Psalm 103, 28. You are therefore ungrateful beyond measure if you do not recognize that the good you have is his gift 
Nay, you make to yourself another God as truly as the children of Israel, delivered from Egypt, made themselves an idol. This is to be like the harlot of whom the prophet writes, I will go after my lovers that give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, my oil and my drink. O.C. chapter 2 verse 5. This sin is also committed by those who place their hope in another than God. That is, when they seek help from another in preference to asking it from God. Blessed is the man whose trust is in the name of the Lord. Psalm 39 verse 5. And St. Paul marvels at the Galatians. But no, after that you have known God, or are rather known by God, How turn you again to the weak and needy elements which you desire to serve again? Galatians 4.9 Number three, our promises. We have renounced the devil and pledged our fidelity to God alone. This pledge we must keep unbroken. A man making void the law of Moses dieth without any mercy under two or three witnesses. How much more do you think he deserveth worse punishment? who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, and hath esteemed the blood of the testament unclean, by which he was sanctified, and hath offered an affront to the Spirit of God. Hebrews 10, 28 and 29. The woman that hath a husband, whilst her husband liveth, she shall be called an adulteress, if she be with another man. Romans 7, 3. And such deserves to be burned. Woe to the sinner! To whoever enters the land by a double way, to those who limp one foot on each side of the division. Number four, the weight of the devil's yoke. You shall serve strange gods day and night, says the prophet, which shall not give you any rest. Jeremiah sixteen thirteen, For the devil does not rest content with one sin, but the first sin committed strives all the more to induce us to another. Whoever commits sin is the slave of sin. Hence, it is not an easy thing to find one's way out of sin. St. Gregory says, The sin which is not lightened by penance soon, by its very weight, drags us to further sin. It is the very contrary that is characteristic of God's dominion over us. For God's commands are not burdensome. My yoke is sweet and my burden is light. Matthew eleven thirty. A man is accounted as doing enough if he does for God as much as he has done for sin. St. Paul, for example, says, As you have yielded your members to serve uncleanness and iniquity unto iniquity, so now yield your members to serve justice unto sanctification. Romans six nineteen. But of the slaves of the devil, the scripture says, We wearied ourselves in the way of iniquity and destruction, and have walked through hard ways. Wisdom 5, verse 7. And also, they have labored to commit iniquity. Jeremiah 9, verse 5. Number 5. The immensity of our reward. No law promises so great a recompense as that which we are promised in the law of Christ To the Saracens are offered rivers of milk and honey, to the Jews the promised land, but to Christians angelic glory. They shall be as the angels of God in heaven. Matthew 22, verse 30. 
Thinking on this, St. Peter says in the gospel, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. John chapter 6, verse 69. Think perhaps once of, uh, or one of Cardinal Seurat's books, Cardinal Robert Seurat, was God or Nothing. It's really all we have in this life, folks. Those are the two choices. It's God or nothing. And God is everything. He's all that we need. We don't need anything else. And look at what we do in this life. I point the accusatory finger at myself, or the accusatory thumb, as it were, at myself before I point a finger at anyone else in the pursuit of what it, whatever it might be, whatever is not of God, wealth, pleasure, power, fame. That's all nothing. That's all going to be burnt up in the end. And we better be careful or we'll be burnt up in the end. We want to merit the highest degree of glory possible in heaven. That can only be done by his grace. We can't do anything of our own volition. We can't work our way into heaven. But we do have to do something. We do have to respond to God's grace. And it's only with him that we can do that. It's only by his passion, death, and resurrection that we have any hope of being saved. The world offers us nothing. Look at all the nonsense that's going on in the world. I'm recording this in the year 2024. Men pretending to be women, women pretending to be men, even going so far as mutilating their own bodies to do so. How horrific, how horrendous. But you know, you have solid Catholics like Tim Gordon out there thumping the drum for the patriarchy. This all started with first wave feminism back in 1848. It moved into getting women outside of the home, getting wives to work at jobs outside of the home. When being a wife and a mother is a full-time gig. And the popes have written on this constantly. It's a constant teaching of the church. And after Lent, we're going to get into, uh, with the help of uh, Mr. Gordon and some of the resources that he's published, collection of teachings from the church fathers and from sacred scripture and the popes about the proper role of men, the proper role of women in society, the proper roles of husbands and wives, fathers and mothers. It's completely disjointed, and it has been for a long, long time. You know, guys pretending to be gals and vice versa didn't just happen out of nowhere. We can trace this back to 1848. We'll be taking a look at that in the future. All right, let's take a look once more at Helping Autism through learning and outreach available on the web at halo-soma.org. That's halo-soma.org. Also, please tune in to episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast for more information pertaining to RPM. That is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. Before my niece was about eight years old, we didn't even know her favorite color. Now we know she's a comprehensive genius who composes music, poetry, very skilled in regards to mathematics. She even knows foreign languages. Would have known none of that were it not for God's grace, her hard work, the hard work of her family, 
breaking through to open communication via RPM. So please spread that website, spread those episodes of Our Lady's podcast far and wide, and may God richly bless you for doing so. Please say an Ave Maria for yours truly, and I will talk to you again very soon. Goodbye, and God love you.